I am against the Premier League right now. Okay, our MVP Premier everything League. Everything from the refs to VAR to how the game is being played as far as like these touch fouls that are go- calling for pens. It's not fair to defenders. It's bullshit. RNV Premier League. That's it. That's the name of the It's not because of Liverpool. It's every team. Every team has gotten fucked over by VAR. Every team has gotten fucked over by by fucking people kamikazing other players. It happens. Yeah. And it's bullshit. All right. So, yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll move on to the other You know what? Fuck Manchester City because all this shit happened when they came into the league. (laughs) I think you're mad at Jeff also. Do you want to just air your grievances to him? Yeah. Fuck you, Jeff. On today's footy corner, controversy mars the Merseyside Derby. As VAR and Jordan Pickford make an absolute meal of things, Aston Villa remains perfect and Ross Barkley strikes at the death. Brian's path to Malort looks less likely thanks to Timo, his boy. Theo Walcott is relevant in Southampton over a decade later. And Spurs end their match in the most Spursy way ever. Along with the typical predictions, comments, nonce of the week, fantasy corner, and gambling corner. Next. Yeah. We are back on the footy corner. Arine, how's everything going? Um, could be better. It was a wild weekend. Um, congrats to Jay on his wedding. Yeah, our cousin. The father. Yeah. Father Jay. So um, what was so wild about it? About this weekend? Yeah. We're about to get into it. Sure. But other than that, I don't know. Man, fall just is, is, is a wild time. It's a wild time. So... I don't know really what the fuck. So you said we're about to get into it. Explain, elaborate. The Liverpool game. Oh. Oh, okay. What did you think I was going to get into? I thought you meant Father Jay's wedding, which did not have alcohol. We went to our cousin's wedding. It was outdoors, and there was no alcohol, and it was cold. (laughs) That's bananas. Look, I don't want to say anything bad. I mean, we were in the way. Yeah, we were groomsmen, and I was the MC. Yeah, yeah you did a well job. You did a good job. You you got the schedule, like, what, a day before? Yeah, day before, and it. then I just was walking around. I felt like the wedding planner at certain points. I was like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah, it was, it was kind of cold out. out there, too. It yeah. was an outdoor COVID wedding. So, uh, yeah, and we had the day before we had to go for rehearsal. This is a good hour away from us, so we had to drive a lot together. And then that third day, after you watched your game and probably hope rested up a little bit, we went to you know our parents' house for my birthday festivities. Yeah. And Which, so it was a lot of being the road team. Yeah, a lot of traveling this weekend, going around. Um, but, you know, what? it is what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, in the end, here we are. Yeah, this uh, we're going to hope this week winds down pretty quick. Yeah, this week needs to fucking end. I'm ready for the <laughs> weekend already. And Well, you have an exam Thursday, right? <sighs> yeah. Thursday night football, huh? Yeah. Shall we? Shall we do it? Yeah. I'm going to lay some bets down, mate. I'm 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 on a W six. I won six bets in a row. This morning it's I woke bananas. This morning I woke up, dude. Have you ever had those mornings? Well, it was kind of cloudy in Chicago too. So yes. like I woke up and I was just like, dude, not today. Like I just didn't want to function today. <laughs> you yeah. ever have those days? Well, so this whole week it's just been. I felt like yeah. that. I don't know. This this past like week just has been like bad news. I feel like hopefully the shit turns around, but it will. You got to have a positive outlook. Yeah. For me, the way I look at it, these two days have been the hard, you're usually the hardest in the week, and you it's typically downhill. A little more work tomorrow in front of me, but after that, it should be downhill. I got to go into school the next two days. Yeah, and then after that, we'll enjoy some banter and some betting. 
Perhaps. Yeah. I'm excited for this weekend's fights. Okay. And the soccer matches. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And and Big Ten football is back. Yeah. So that's so, that's big uh, big game out, for Purdue. Shout out Purdue. Jeff Paris, you gonna be watching? Who are they playing? Purdue's playing Iowa. No, no. Jeff Paris is. Um, he's a Wisconsin fan. Jeff, you need to refresh us. Yeah, he's a Wisconsin fan. I don't know who Wisconsin is playing. Let me ask. Hey Siri, who is Wisconsin playing? Here's what I found. I don't think you should be a Wisconsin fan, though. They're too what? nice. Wisconsin fans are actually, like, nice. Well, I'm right? trying to look it up because this idiot just gave me a schedule. They're playing Illinois. That's an easy dub. Oh, on Friday. What's oh, this? Wow. Oh, mate, we get to watch a... Oh, so Jeff Paris's team kicks off the Big Ten season. Okay. Against the hometown Illinois Fighting Alliance. What well, kind of hometown? So how does it feel to be a year older? It was your birthday. Eh... Not much different, you know. It is what it is. I'm just old, decrepit, can't move, but that's all good. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it was okay, though. It's nice. It was good to uh, get some pizza and watch the Bears on Sunday. We threw our own little Yeah, the Bears are now 5-1, and one. One too, man. So I think the day after my birthday was better than the day of because, you know, Arsenal lost and and uh, someone, mm. something else happened. It was just a bit of a rough go. The fire stink, and I hinged my hopes on them. They were pretty bad. Uh, I think they got a draw in the end, but ugh. but man, the Bears. There you go. I could I can hang my head high on that, and I won my fantasy football game, so that's pretty solid there. Yeah. And uh, and I and I'll get to it. I captain Timo Werner, so we'll talk about that soon. But let's just and jump. The Packers lost. Yeah. Shout out Steve. Shout out Steve. So uh, so let's jump to it. Everton two, Liverpool two, the early morning game. Uh, Mane and Salah the goal scores for Everton. Keen and Calvert-Lewin scoring for Everton. Richarlison did get sent off in the end. But the real question is, now this fixture, by the way, I don't know if you know, has had the most fixture, uh, most yeah, red cards in any Premier League fixture. 22 red cards with 15 of them coming from Everton. Should they have had at least one more? At least, yeah. I mean, that, that shit was fucking stupid. So which, which play are you going to talk about first? Yeah, the Pickford play? I mean, the Pickford play, because it just changed the whole outlook for the season. That was fucking wild. Um, so I have a question now. So that's VVD's season. Yeah. Um, I don't... See, I just think it's unfortunate. I don't know if I want to blame anyone, anything, get too rash about it. But it's just fucking... It sucks. You know? Would you agree you should have got a red card? I think Richarlison should have fucking gotten a red card for sure. He did. But I'm talking about Pickford. I don't know. Really? I don't know because it was in the air. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to make sure you're being consistent because you, you, when the Mopay thing came up. I thought Richarlison's was much worse. Oh, well, yeah. Richarlison was sent yeah, off. So no that's question. what we were discussing, right? No, I'm discussing. The two the, red cards. The, well, there was possible, one. Possible. There was one. one. That yeah. happened. It's done. I'm talking about the one that was questionable. Should it have been one? I still would have given it because, again, I'm going to be consistent with the Malpay thing. I know, again, that's not what the guy meant to do, but it was a dangerous play. You know, it was. I think Pickford meant to do it. <laughs> okay, so that's then the you're saying that's a red the card. The and the Pickford thing is, I think Pickford meant to do I it. I think they were both late and reckless. I think Pickford is a fucking lunatic. Do you think they that both doesn't meant know what to he's do doing? it? No, 
I, do you think intent should play part in a red card or yellow? Well, or I mean, no call? absolutely. If they meant to do it, it is a red card. But so, but it doesn't have to. It, it, it could be non-intentional, but completely lunat, lunatic and dangerous kind of play. Like kind of like a high, like a high boot. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. A high boot is a very good example that City got away with. But we're not talking about that. So I think he flew in stupidly. I mean, it was a moronic play. I didn't think he meant to. I think he's just an idiot. I mean, look yeah. at him. Pickford's a moron. Let's be real. And then, well, yeah, I think that was that it's, was wild, and it's unfortunate because I don't know how Liverpool is going to do without Virgil van Dijk. Um, he changes the whole – it sucks because we're getting Henderson back. You know, everyone's coming back. Um, all the COVID guys are coming back, and then this happens. So you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll rally around it. It'll be interesting to see how they how they handle it. Uh, you, I mean, I'm not big on Joe Gomez, but I think he's going to be the guy there. Okay. From moving on, you wouldn't have Matip with Fabinho. I would, but that's not what's going to happen. Okay. Um, but also, did you see the last the ending of that game? Well, we'll talk. Yeah, I will mention that in a second. So, okay, so quick brief then on the outlook of that season uh, on talking about the defense. You know, I think, uh, you know, Liverpool is a team that last year before, you know, before winning the title didn't have too many injuries. So they're going to face a challenge here. We'll see how they step up to it. I think saying that the season's over from that's what I heard from a few fans. I think it's a bit rash. That's something that comes off early. Um, You know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, So. Salah, before I get to it, Salah, congratulations to him on his 100th goal for Liverpool. He scored his 100th goal there. Um, Before we get to that last one, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, five goals in five games. First time since 1938, Tommy Lawton. Any uh, comments on him? Do you think that goal gets scored if Van Dijk's in the game? No, because I think that was Joe Gomez's guy. Okay. Um, I would like to think it wouldn't. But then again, I think if you asked me before the game, and the prediction, I, I wish I knew what I had the score at, but I had Everton scoring some goals. And you I, had 2-2. You were I, exactly correct. I would, yeah, I would put, I kind of expected him to, to put one behind the net because we've been looking dodgy these past couple of games, so it would be kind of naive for me to assume we just shut him down with how we've played. So, yeah, I wasn't mad about it because I expected him to score this game yeah i mean i think in my case i just feel like if it's a taller player like van dyke they would have stopped that play because you see him tower over a player actually i think it may have been he jumped over for he jumped over someone well he jumped or ma tipper he jumped no he jumped over robertson but it was joe gomez's guy so either i mean either way i think a taller guy stops that from from happening i'm not this whole thing Um, by the way everton played a great game right and they they played like to win the game or get a point, they played how they had to, which was super physical, yet, you know, still kind of using their strengths moving forward, which mm-hmm. they did with, with the crosses and how they scored. Um, I don't think they intended. I mean, the game plan wasn't to take anyone out. Right. I, do I think Pickford did it on purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I think where Charleston did what he did on purpose? Yes, because he's done it in the past many times against different teams. It's no debate that that guy's a fucking lunatic. The, Everton is a very dirty team, but they play good soccer. That's a good thing. <laughs> okay, right? This reminds me of like Real Madrid, a Real Madrid team. Um, but that's how you got to win the Premier League. You got to be physical and you got to fucking play fancy at times. And they have a mix of both those characters. 
Um, I'm happy with getting a point in this game, but the way it was done, I'm not because it should have been 3-2 at the end. So you, so you felt robbed at the end. Yeah. Jordan Henderson's goal it, gets it, pulled back. It doesn't make sense. So what did the ref see on that play? I don't know what he saw. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You go to VAR to, to confirm an offsides. And it, if anything, it had confirmed that he was onsides. I think it's fair to say we've seen a lot of armpits given the offside call. So I don't think there was any angle that gave it away. Well, though. I, I, again, I'm I'm not saying it right. was off. I think they said the armpit was off, which to me, okay. I think we've seen this what three times now that the armpit has caused someone. How is that still a rule that the armpit counts? Like, is anyone scoring with their armpit these days? Have you seen that? I don't know, but I don't even think the armpit was offside. I think they're just trying right. to bail him out, oh. which is why I think whoever was the VAR ref, which the, we'll talk about later, needs the VAR ref, needs to... Um, Mr. Coot? There needs to be something done about this, because yeah. that's very suspicious, to say the least, well, I think. There have been... Uh, I would agree with any other call that was similar to that. Ultimately, I'm happy with the point, but I'm saying that just didn't make sense, and I think you go to any neutral... And they'll say the same thing, like, how was that offside? So right. No, I can agree. And I'll say this. There have been a lot of calls that we've sat back and been like, what was that? This one was a very obvious one, I think. Uh, and I and we'll see how these teams re- react right. to this match. We'll and see I, how it ends up. And I understand up. in the game, it's difficult to call yellow, red cards. So I'm not going to get super mad that Pickford was sent off. Something mm-hmm. I am going to get upset about is something that could be reviewed, was reviewed, showed one thing clearly... I don't think it's debatable, and it was it, it changed, you know, it gave a point to Everton and took two away from Liverpool at the end of the day. So, yeah, we'll see. I think the return match will be very interesting between these two. I think it was a high-quality match. Yeah. Uh, and I look forward to seeing these two not only playing each other again, but this upcoming week. I think there will be some uh, – it will be nice to see, you know, the, again, quality on the pitch there. Um, speaking – let's move on to another game that uh, – very interesting – Tottenham 3, West Ham 3 was kind of the story of two streaks. Son uh, scoring one and Kane getting a brace within the first 16 minutes, which heard Sandstorm be played at the new Tottenham Stadium three times in succession. Has that been their song all year? I, you know, I, I hadn't noticed I feel it like I until didn't notice it. this game, and it was very prevalent. Maybe because when they have fans in there, you don't hear it. It, it could be. It could be. But if I were the opposing goalie, I'd be pissed. Would you get annoyed if you were then, a player? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for for uh, West Ham, it wasn't over. They came back. From the 82nd minute on, they saw goals from Balbuena, yeah. an own goal from Sanchez, and a game-tying cracker from your boy. My boy, friend of the pod, friend Man- of mine. Manuel Lanzini. Yes. Uh, and this is the first time a team has been down 0-3 to as late as the 81st minute and avoided defeat. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that part of the game, I want to ask you, how good are Kane and Son playing so far this year? They're literally all Tottenham has. <laughs> it's kind of crazy what they're what they're doing. Um, another thing that mentioned this, this was uh, Gareth Bale's first game. Right. And so I was going to get to that. all three goals conceded when he came on. Where are you going to well, before but Well, before we get to that, I want to ask you, if you're if you're Jose Mourinho, do you take solace in the fact that Son and Kane are playing so well together? I mean, they're playing out of this world, and I even feel like that new guy Regulon is playing pretty decently. Yeah. Um, 
Are you really happy about that? Are you happy about everything? Are you just upset that this result happened, that they couldn't hold on? They did this most Spursy thing again. Well, they did a very Spursy thing. I don't know. I don't think they deserved, you know, to, to draw that game. That second goal super unlucky. Um, Davidson Sanchez's <laughs> own goal, which what was a, a diving header. What a cracker! Um, Side that goal, nothing. Do- not nothing. Hugo could do about it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I would be super frustrated that they even had that many chances that late in the game. You know, um, I don't think Gareth Bell's the reason why. Maybe he is. That I don't know, but I don't think he's the reason why. I think, you know. This this is this might bite them in the ass at the end of the season. You'd hate to look back at this result and be like, "Wow, so we fucked up." So you mentioned Gareth Bale. This is his first appearance with Tottenham for seven years and 152 days. It's been that long. Came on in the 72nd minute. And you mentioned they conceded all three goals yeah. after he came in, uh, and he also I don't know if you saw this missed a really good chance just before. Lanzini came down the other end and, and scored. I think he had a one-on-one with the keeper and just shot it wide right by a little bit. Now, it's obvious we know Bale's a good player. There's no question about his ability. Mm. But do you think that introducing him, at least now, maybe in the early going, I'm sure a player like that can integrate. Do you think it kind of killed? Like, was this the time up 3 nothing to introduce him? Did it kind of maybe kill what they had going? Did he ruin think, the chemistry? I think it was a good time to introduce him. I think even if things do go wrong, you don't anticipate it going that wrong. You know if what I mean? Spurs, though. Right? If it's 3 nothing and you're right. in, like, the 75th minute, you're not going to be like, all right, you know, we're going to give a goal. You, you'd even put your money on some West Ham play, f- players just kind of, you know, throwing in the towel. Um, but they didn't. So credit to them. Um, as far as the managing of that, I don't think it was a bad time to do whatever, but maybe have a better plan when he goes in. I yeah. feel like maybe they just told him to go out there and run around and do Gareth Bell things, but... You know, you need to have instructions nowadays, and that shit doesn't fly. I was going to ask, do you remember where you were when you heard the Gareth Bell news? Uh, this season? No. Wait. When you first moved to Real Madrid? I, I mean, I think I was at our parents' house, no? Because that led to the Mesut Ozil transfer. When he went to Real Madrid? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I think so. Because Ozil happened right after it. Because Bale got sold... To Madrid, was they it? sold Ozil. I thought it was a super late transfer window move, though. It was. I was at school. Maybe, and then the day after, we were at, at home when the Ozil thing came across. It was literally the last second. No, UIC. No. Yeah. Dude, that year I was at UIC. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I, I remember being at our parents' house when Mesut Ozil became an Arsenal player. Oh, I and remember happened, that happening. It happened right after this transfer. It did? Yeah, this transfer allowed it. Bale leaving... Because Real Madrid got Bale, was able to sell Ozil. Why do I think I heard it in Talksport when I was at the rec center there? You may have, because it may have happened the day before, which may have been a Friday. And I think Saturday morning was the Ozil thing. Huh. Yeah. So I do remember that. That's what I remember. I just remember it was uh, rumors and it finally happened. It was just kind of wild. But So, yeah. Well, coming back to the Premier League wild stuff. Wild time in 2013. I think Tottenham can say, hey, you know... I'll say this. They at least look better. I mean, minus the last eight minutes, they've looked like a much better team lately, and I'm, I'm a little worried about them now. They scare me a bit. So going forward, do you think Jose has a, has a better side? I think he's got a better side, but um, they don't scare me as much as they probably scare you. Okay. Um, I think Bell is a, a great, brilliant player, but I don't know how much he'll add to this side. 
And I know that's weird to say, but do you get what I'm saying when I say that? I don't know how much more he's going to add. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying him, but I think even without him, they played very well. Yeah, I think maybe so. a lot of the problems stem away from the spots that he'd fill. Yeah, well, we'll see what they, I mean, what they have to do. I think it's change. their mentality here. But uh, West Ham, last note I want to say before we move real quick, Moyes was there, and they didn't get blown out. Is that a victory for West Ham? Yeah, a victory so. for West Ham. Um, if, if they had lost 3-0, would you have... Would you look at David Moyes as being a possible like locker room cancer? Yeah, or just something? no, just put him just like you said, put him on mute on Zoom. That's that's <laughs> what you got to do. Mute and him so on Zoom. And so he just sits at home and acts like yeah, he's doing I something. Mean, yeah, that's it. But they're on eight points. They're looking decent. So yeah, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. Well done. Speaking of a team that looks decent, more than decent, the only team that's perfect in the Premier League, thanks to a very late uh, Ross Barkley winner, Aston Villa won, Leicester nil. This is the first time Aston Villa has won their first four games of the campaign. Uh, since 1930, 1931, where they finished in second. That is, I mean, that is wild. Uh, how long can this go on for Aston Villa? How many matches do you think they can go before they will it not win a game? It can go on forever because what's shocking. Forever, mate. What's surprising me. Look at their f- fixture list, and, and when, when do you see them dropping a point? Well, what's surprising to me is that uh, their defense is holding up. Mm-hmm. I think to give up zero goals against against you know a Leicester side is, is they're very missing good. Vardy. They've only they had no Jamie. They Vardy. had your boy he had, he had Nacho though. Yeah, Nacho Monreal Jr. But sure, they've given up two goals all season. Mm-hmm. You can't undermine that. And I think for me, a lot of the problems stem defensively for me when I looked at that. I know Tyrone Mings is great. But then you look at the other buffoons over there, and you're like, I don't know. But then you insert Johnny Cash, Maddie Cash. Yeah. And voila. Who's their goalie? Emmy Martinez, mate. My boy. It's a rejuvenated defense, and it's working out. Um, The tracksuit lad manager that they got is brilliant. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Ross Barkley. So from what I heard, he was – a big reason why he moved to Villa is I think he talked to Southgate, and Southgate talked to their manager – and was saying, if you impress, you're in the Euro squad. Mm-hmm. So for Ross Barkley, he's playing with a giant chip on his shoulder. He's got to prove to Gareth Southgate that, you know, you have a Euro Euro 2020 spot? Is that what? Well, yeah, but it's going to be in 2021. So 2021 spot. Um, so, yeah, that's probably why he's kind of playing out of his mind. Or maybe he's one of those players that he's good at a club like this and maybe yeah i think this club fits his role they say you know you're a free runner they give him this role he's one of the main guys i think he needs to be one of the main guys to get running you know like i feel like at chelsea's overshadowed by so many good players that it just didn't work out and we're here they're like you know what just roam just roam like it's the serengeti mate have a go do what you got to do he did what he had to do he works with Grealish pretty well i bet you i bet you they're like you said pretty good friends uh but man look at this team uh, when when do you think they have a loss in a while? I'll say this. Until they play Chelsea on the 28th of December, which is the 28th of December, their two hardest matches are at Wolves and at Arsenal. So outside of those two games, honestly, it's it's decently smooth. They got a big Friday game. I don't know if you're going to be uh, watching this Friday game against Leeds, mate. I'm planning on uh, watching it. One of I my meetings Villa got canceled. I think Leeds. I don't think Leeds is as good as we want to believe they are. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree they're not. I'm not trying to preview the game, but I'm just saying that's yeah, a good one coming it up. It is. Um, you know, I don't think Villa's going to keep this up, you know, all season, obviously, but um, they need to keep this form as long as possible in case shit goes south, which can happen a lot in the Premier League. You also don't know who's going to get injured. 
Um, but yeah, they just got to keep riding this wave. Actually, as a matter of fact, because who knows, they can get a. I think they could. They can get a Europa spot this year if. Uh, so they what, even play half the skid. So we can ask the people, what do you guys think? Will they make a Europa spot this year? Uh, this goes back to the poll that was put up by Steve, actually. Uh, Everton or Aston Villa, who will stay undefeated the longest? 53% said Aston Villa. So they were uh, correct. I mean, perfect record, not undefeated. Well, no, undefeated. So I guess it's still alive for Everton. Yeah. I picked Aston Villa in this because I, I felt Everton was playing Liverpool. So I thought, up. Oh, there that goes. So well, it should have gone. Do you still think it should have Aston gone. Villa, or would you say Everton? I'm going to say Aston Villa because it shouldn't because okay. Everton should have a loss. All right. So we'll move on. We'll see if Aston Villa can keep their perfect record on a Friday. So everyone that's doing fantasy soccer, that's doing predictions, that's doing gambling corner that involves that game. That game is Friday. A lot of people I know miss out, especially in fantasy, because they forget. Oh shit! I missed that game. They missed the whole weekend. So don't fuck up. I already all updated right. my team. Uh, all right. Let's go to another match. Ole is back. Your boy. Uh, Newcastle won. Manchester United four. Started out really bad with uh, Luke Shaw scoring almost a comedic own goal. It's. I seem like this. This is becoming a weekly occurrence with him. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, so I, and how then, long is the leash with this guy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's one to talk about here. I see when we discuss their back line. But Maguire, speaking of their back line. Got the scoring going for United. And then in the last, what, in the 86th minute, 90th, and then 90 plus 6, they had goals from Bruno, Juan Basaka, and Rashford. All after Bruno had missed a pen. The pen merchant misses, makes up for it. Uh, Rashford, I think, looked good at the end. A goal also disallowed from for Bruno Fernandez early. That's true. So, so do you think, did this, so with them scoring all those late goals, the score kind of flattered them a bit, or do you think they looked as good as 4-1? I don't think they looked as good as 4-1 because if you look at the last goal, if you watch the game, um, literally, um, the Newcastle players looked like they didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. It was just everyone was walking around and it was garbage time and the poor goalie was kind of left out to hang. Of course, that's the only goal Rashford's really going to score is kind of a meaningless goal where, you know, your clinical finishing isn't really going to come into question, Mm -hmm. which we uh, on the pod were very skeptical on. Yeah. Is Rashford's clinical finishing, which I think is warranted now. But other than that, I think they played great. Uh, United did. Or not great, but, I mean, well-deserved, well I guess. I mm-hmm. don't know. Against a, a, a Newcastle team that's better than a lot of people think, I think. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid win for them. Uh, and so we'll have to see what, what comes of it. I don't think there's much we can tell. Aside from the fact that some of these guys had some good games. They really needed these points, too, because they were fucking terrible. And I think that's the most important part of it. Um, hopefully Newcastle can bounce back. But, yeah, you know, in terms of United, yeah. is Luke Shaw the weak link on defense? By a mile, yeah. He's terrible. He doesn't, he doesn't bring anything to the table. I'm sure whoever's his backup is much better than him. Because mm-hmm. it seems like he's... Contributing more to other team than he is to his own team at right. this rate. So um, I'm surprised they didn't go out and get someone for his spot. I mean, do they have anyone? I, look, I, I oh, think, tell us. Yeah. Isn't that the do? Isn't that. Well, we they, haven't they, seen they, him. Well, so I think they were shaving him, or saving him for Champions League. Okay. But usually right backs and left backs can hold their own as far as stamina goes, which is 
surprising. But when's Edinson Cavani supposed to come? So they said he wasn't fit enough to even make the bench yet. So he's working on his fitness. Oh, even though he no, did all that ballet. It's one, ballet. one of these guys. Even though he did all that ballet, they're not ready for him. Ballet. And maybe maybe you know, I he did know ballet in the offseason to keep fit. But um, <laughs> he looked... Okay. That's, you know that's that? sus. Yeah. That's what, very what sus. That, what does that mean? Suspect. Oh, suspect. Okay. Of, you know. Well, I also think they're trying Nothing to... wrong with it. They're probably trying to avoid playing him against PSG. So they're like, well, if he plays that game, people are going to ask about PSG today. So I bet you he'll make the bench next match and probably come in late. Uh, so Again, we'll, they need to take Shaw out there. Um, Maguire, you're not big on I am. Um... I guess Lindelof did a decent job. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. For me, this is too difficult. I, I still am inconclusive about Man United. Uh, I want to see them play also, in a bigger match, which we'll start seeing in the next two weeks. In this so. game and in the game today, the they played in Champions League today against PSG. Pogba coming off the bench, so he's not starting. Do you think that's good strat for Ole? Well, I was going to ask, actually. Uh, that's a good p- point you brought up, and thankfully you reminded me. Pogba... <laughs> There's a hiccup. Pogba and Van de Beek. That's Both Guillermo Balago. By the way, I told him to get out of my team's life. Wow. On Twitter. That's wild. So yeah. uh, that, that's on the TV. I'm sure everyone cares about that. Um, Pogba and Van de Beek. Both subs. Mm. Is that a... Is Ole trying to say something or is he just, you know... What, what was that um, all about? I'm but not sure but when they came on, they, they won. They scored all the goals after those guys came on. Van de Beek actually played a role in the second or third goal, I think. Yeah. I don't know why Van de Beek's not starting um, because it seems like he always makes an impact when he comes in. Mm-hmm. But Pogba, you know, I don't know what the deal with Pogba is. It always seems like there's something. I think there's something going on behind the scenes again. You know, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to start him, but then he's like, shit, we got to get some points. Or, you yeah. know, we got to get some goals. Brings him in, voila, you know. What do you do when a player doesn't want to play for you, but you need the points? And I think that's what Ole's kind of run into. As far as Van de Beek, I don't know. He should be playing, I think, consistently. Well, we'll see what Ole does next. That is Man United's 10th comeback win over Newcastle, which is the most of any side over another. Uh, okay. Hey boy. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, we'll see with Ole later. A lot of Man U talk. I figure we'll learn a lot more about them the next two Again, weeks. Again, last More thing, so than this game. Last this thing, is, you know. Ole, a specialist in getting wins when he's on the hot seat. Okay. <laughs> got to win against Newcastle and got to win against PSG when, when a lot of people wanted him canned for, for Poch. And here we go. Back so at, Ole's back on the wheel at the wheel, it seems he's like. He's got a couple tough matches, so we'll see what happens. So, uh... The other Manchester team with a win, we talked about them being the most disappointing teams in the last pod. They hurt us. Man City won. Arsenal nothing. Sterling scoring in the 23rd, and really nothing else happened. Arsenal's lost seven in a row against Manchester City in the Premier League. And adding to their woes, Raheem Sterling has six goal involvements. That's four goals and two assists in his last five matches against Arsenal. Uh, this one nothing result... Uh, First, I guess I'll talk about City. Is that good for them to get back on the right track, get back to winning? They've had a couple of bad, you know, rough goes against Leicester and Leeds. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, did you think that Arsenal could have been better? Yes, I did. And I think that's a good thing. So, so a lot of Are people— Are you surprised they couldn't score a goal? A little, a little bit, but by watching the game, no, because they didn't offer anything. So I'll say this. You, you look at that scoreline. If someone didn't watch the game and saw the scoreline... Yeah, I'd be surprised. I am say, surprised. I didn't watch the game. Well, they'd be surprised. I don't watch Manchester City. I don't surprise. They don't Okay. Me. 
Well, you'd be surprised, but wouldn't you be like, whoa, actually, you know, like, Arsenal kind of held their own to only lose one nothing. No? Um, I... I, I feel like a lot of people said that. someone outside looking in, I... Well, based on their Arsenal's previous results this year, they've been they haven't had trouble scoring goals, which is actually fun to see. And it just shocked me with with City. There's no surprise, that, you know, if there was a weakness in their in their game, it's their defense. And I just thought that maybe Arsenal could get one or two against City. As far as their defense, it's funny because it completely shocked me. If anything, I would expect Arsenal to give up more goals than they did, but then to score more than they did. So it kind of like yeah. you know. Turn well, me off there. And that's what it is. I feel like – so I see how they're approached. They're, they've dropped six points. And any team that sits on nine in five games is like, eh, we're not, you know, not going to be good. But, but you got to think they've lost those six points at Liverpool, at Manchester City. Uh, and, and I think I see what Mikel Arteta is doing. So when I watch the game, it being on my birthday, it I'm going to tell you guys something. This was the most – well, maybe the second or third most boring game of the week, and you wouldn't have expected that with the two teams coming in. But I feel like Pep and Arteta kind of played a chess match against each other, and no one was attacking. It was bananas. It, you know, Arsenal kind of stayed back, and, and and you know, fans understand that we're tired of going into grounds, getting our asses kicked three nothing. Well, do you think that contributed to City getting their early goal and maybe playing more defensive early on? Do you well, think that altered Pep's tactics? The, the funny thing is them scoring that goal kind of came off a, a, a good 10-minute stretch that Arsenal actually looked really good and started attacking, and I think that goal scared them off. Whereas I think that if the defending had been a little better, it wasn't because of the tactics. I think there were a little bit of a breakdown on Bellerin getting turned around. And, of course, City just being a good team, finishing a chance. Yeah. And I think after that, Arteta was like, all right, we're going to play defensive and maybe we'll go for it in the last 20. But... You know, they didn't really go for it. And that that's what I think disappointed Arsenal fans. But then, you know, you take a step back, you look at it. To fix a team, you got to fix the defense first, right? And so you could see that Arteta is really putting a lot of resources into fixing defense, where they've given up only, I think now, six goals and mm-hmm. or five goals in six games, you know. But they're not scoring much anymore. You know, like you said, the scoring's down. I think that's the next step. I think the next step is saying, all right, we can now solidly defend. Let's push. Because for the first time in a while, they didn't play a back five. They only played four in the back. Yeah. So, uh, which well, tells they me they're comfortable. Two, they had two defensive midfielders, though, at the same time with Ceballos and Shaka. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've always had that, which is, to me, that's fine if you're going to do that. But to have four in the back, that was a change. And I think that puts a lot of faith in our boy Garbalish. Uh I think he played a decent match as well. So stepping back and looking at it, I'm not as upset as I was the day of because I was like, this game fucking sucked. It was boring. And, and Man City fans, hey, I take, I'm take. i happy that they were probably bored during the match too because there aren't many matches that City plays and they're like, well, this was boring. You know, well, I'm sure uh, world football fans would agree that no one really watches City. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'm well, going to stick by that sentiment. I think I, they're a good team to watch. If you ask someone in Spain wh- who they watch in the Premier League, a lot of the times they'll be like, I watch, you know, Liverpool, Arsenal, City. They won't say City. It's They won't say City. And you I just said City. Not mate. City. They would not say City because... I don't know, man. <laughs> Did I say City? City. Okay, give me a team in the NFL that's really good, but you just don't watch. The Arizona Cardinals. I actually bet on them on Monday and watched okay, them. Okay, but that's primetime TV. That's Monday Night Football in America. Everyone's watching yeah. them. Okay. 
But my point being is they're a good team. Yeah. That was my first time watching them this season because I'm never sitting on a Sunday and be like, oh, I want to fucking watch the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> no one wants to say, I want to watch Manchester City. No. I think this is something you and Jeff need to take up. So. No, I think it's a very clear thing. Fair, fair play. Because so. City wasn't a football club when everyone started watching soccer. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Let's see how they bounce back. Let's see how how, uh, Arsenal bounces back. They have a tough schedule coming up. Man City, uh, not as tough, but we'll see how they do. Uh, Let's go to the other, uh, one of the final kind of bigger teams that played this weekend. Chelsea 3, Southampton 3. Oh, yeah. The good news is that Timo Werner got his brace. Kai Havertz also scoring. But for Southampton, Danny Ings, your boy Shea Adams. And Yannick Vestergaard with the late goal. Should have gone to Theo Your Walcott. boy Yannick Vestergaard and my boy Che coming yeah. in at the end for uh, Southampton. Southampton getting the late points. Uh, I will say this is a little trivia for you guys. Werner and Havertz become the fifth and sixth Germans to score for Chelsea. Can you name any of the other four? Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Ballack. Yep. Um, You'll okay, know three of them, I think. Just no Michael Ballack, really. I'm trying right. to think of Germans that played for Chelsea. That's tough. There's another guy. He played for another Premier League team and also played in Germany. Well, I mean, I guess you'd know that. Played for who? He played for another Premier League team. He played for Fulham. I'm sure Chelsea He also played for Dortmund. Right off the bat. He's a big name. Used to be good. I guess now he's kind of gone down the shitter. He's still playing? I don't know if he's still playing, but he was really good for a while. Dortmund... Chelsea, Fulham. Fulham was recently. Oh, fuck. I know who it is. Um, he retired, bro. That's what it was, yeah. Um, he assisted Mario Goetz's goal in the World Cup. What's his yep. fucking name? Came from Schalke. Yeah. What, who is it? I know. An- Andre Schurla. Andre Schurla. And then another one currently plays for their team. Oh, he didn't come from Schalke. He came from Leverkusen, I think. Right. Another one plays for their team. Currently. I don't know any Germans that play for them. Van Ginkle? No, he's Dutch. No. Who? Defender. Oh, he he wouldn't think he's German for yeah. obvious reasons. Rudiger. Yeah, Antonio Rudiger. <laughs> yeah. The other one, Marco Marin. Wow. So, uh, I thought that was a Yo, little let fun. Let me know if you guys got that before I did. Cause I, I think, I, oh, you know, I'd be interested to see if Brian knew that. I think that was a fun game to play. Do you think Brian, Brian was yelling? I don't know. Brian, let us know. Did you know that? How many of those did you get? I, I bet. I don't know if he got Marco Marin. That's a tough one. I don't even but know. But I think he lies. probably got Balak, Sherla, and Rudiger, is my guess. But um, we'll see. I don't know. I think he got Sherla probably quicker than you did. Rudiger, maybe, maybe not. We'll no, see. I think he got Rudiger quicker than me. You think so? Okay. Sherla? I don't know. So, um, two goals from Timo Werner. Big oh, moments yeah. from him. By uh, the way, we both thought that he'd score in one way or another. I picked him in the in the predictions, and then you captained him in fantasy. In right? fantasy, right. So actually, Brian and I had a back and forth. Uh, he actually wrote, how is that fraud doing now, Afshin? Because you of called Timo Werner a fraud. <laughs> and then captained him. When a player doesn't do well in fantasy for you, you get sad, but you get mad initially, right? You're, you're react, you know, <laughs> you reacting. You called him a fraud and he then captained him. He was a damn wait, fraud. you called him a fraud and then captained him the next week. That is bananas. Well, mate, it was heat of the moment. You know, you, you, you watch and Timo Werner stinks, and I was mad, and then we potted two days later, and I was still mad, and then I went to set my lineup, and I thought, you know what? You're in shambles, He's going to do a madness because I've been slating him, and I'm going to drop him. So let me not drop him. Let me captain him. 
And then right after he scored the second, Brian said, make that 2 out of 12. And I said, I gave him the armband in fantasy this week. Have a word. <laughs> so I, I got a little on that one. Uh, but, yeah, basically, um, Brian was a little worried. Safe to say, hold on, this was just a few days ago where Brian was confident when the game was happening. But, you know, let's let's rewind all the way back to October 8th. Uh, again, we have some comments from back then because last show we didn't really get to the comments where Brian was a little nervous. So Brian was uh, was a little worried about the whole Malort thing possibly going down. Uh he said, yes, I've tasted Malort. It's awful. I'll probably vomit from doing two shots. That's how confident I am in Werner scoring this season. Trevor said, let's be honest, you're likely to vomit from two shots of anything. And then Brian says not as much. Brian said he's a puker. Though. Yeah. And Steve said Paris. he's been working on his gag reflex. So we'll, uh, looks like you won't have to do anything with it now. Uh, is that big for these guys to get off the schneid? Um, Albert's in a... Werner. It is. Havertz's goal was kind of weird. I don't know if he meant to finish it like that, um, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's more so big for for Warner because he's a striker. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that that was a good connection that they had. And uh, Theo Walcott one ups Gareth Bale, right? We said Gareth Bale had been seven years, one hundred fifty two days. It had been fourteen years, two hundred seventy six days since Theo Walcott. Last made a Southampton appearance. Yeah, uh, plays a big role in the last goal. Does this is this a worrying thing for you with Chelsea? A theme that they have the offense, but they just continue to screw it up defensively. Does Lampard have to make either changes in the back or protect his backline more with that midfield? I think he's got to protect his backline more and trust those guys to maybe scrape one, two last goals. You know, go back to the old style of Chelsea because you just straight up don't have. The defense for that. This is something that I kept saying. I mean, luckily, I think their offense could make up for it. Whereas you could, you could protect them more. You know, use an extra player to to protect them. But, um, you know, which is kind of what I, Arsenal's doing or trying to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I feel like that's probably what Chelsea should do. Uh, because I mean, look, I understand everyone was going crazy with who Chelsea got. Um, I don't think Thiago Silva changes too much with that defense, unfortunately, given his age and his speed and whatnot. Um, by the way, did he play? Has he been playing? I don't think he's been playing. After that disaster that he had, I'm not too sure Have if he Have you seen was... the memes of him <laughs> just dressed up in like fashion gear? And well, just like here for the waves, not for the play. <laughs> well, them making him captain was an absolutely asinine move. Well, I don't think it's completely asinine for someone that's, it been, was. that's done so much in, in his career. No, it was Christensen and Zuma. How Christensen continues to play is absolutely right. bemusing. Right, so what I'm saying is essentially they did absolutely nothing to, to fix their back line. Keppa was their goalie this game. I mean, he's a disaster. They should have won this game. So was Edward Mendy dead? What happened? Because Caballero was on the bench. I don't know, but they should have won this game because Keppa had two big errors that okay. were goals. Right. So. Oh, especially the second goal. I, that's what, what we was should, that's, that? That's what we should be talking about because Chelsea played better, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, which is a common theme for them for a couple seasons now, is Keppa kind of ruining it for them. And that's why I tweeted out soccer's canceled because it's a shame. It's a shame that Virgil van Dijk dies, sacrifices his soul, and then Kappa. Look, I'm not the I'm not a Chelsea fan, but it's just so unfair. I can't imagine being a Chelsea fan and going through what they're going through. Frank Lampard has. I'd rather start, you know, the guy that looks like a penis, Willie Caballero, and put him <laughs> out there. 
Would you rather? No, honestly, wouldn't you rather have Willie Cappy? What does Kappa do? I would too. But why does? Why are they immune and other teams that go through heartbreak not? Why would Tottenham, for instance, not be immune from your cancellation policy that's going on this week? Didn't they lose in a pretty bad fashion too? Wasn't that not fair for them? I mean, I don't like them. I'm not defending them. But what makes it unfair no, for Chelsea? because theirs was a collective team error. Okay. When I look at Chelsea, I look at Kappa fucked them over. It wasn't the squad. It was one guy. Similar you don't think Christensen Liverpool. is not screwing him up here? He stinks. Bro, I think Kappa is more of a liability than Christensen. And what I'm saying with the Liverpool Champions League, when they lost to Real Madrid, it was Loris Karius. It wasn't the squad. It was one guy. And I understand, yeah, they're part of the squad, but that's why I feel bad for them. Okay. And not Tottenham. Because Tottenham, they all collectively just said fuck it and gave up three goals and even scored on themselves. All right. So, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Do you see but where I'm coming from when I say that? That's why. I feel a bit, bad. but I just feel like that every team takes heartbreak. You know, every team has moments that suck. It's not just these two teams. I'm not saying it's just these two teams, but the way the Premier League's rolling. And what recently, are you doing canceling the. What do you mean cancel? Stop with the damn Barcelona cancel. Barcelona had a good win this no, past weekend. No, you're done. <laughs> Why are you canceling Look, after one bad thing is happening? VAR is a fraud. What does it do? Nothing. So you can't just go off canceling. There's so many pens. The game's gone soft. And Kepa's in the league. So what's different about us talking about weeks upon weeks of pens, and now this week you've canceled? <laughs> well, it's just a collective frustration. <laughs> it's I'm over it, bro. The The Premier League needs to really reevaluate themselves. If they're not going to use VAR properly, get it the fuck out of the game. I think you're just emotionally unstable because of Doc Emmerich retiring. Doc Emmerich. that's a very sad thing. Shout out Doc Emmerich. What day? Yesterday or two days ago? It was a couple days. Maybe yesterday or two days ago. I woke up to the text and was very sad. It was yesterday. Yeah, they announced it very early and it was was Monday morning. And it's really sad to think that his last game was announced in an empty stadium. Yeah, that's trash. Um, Stinks. Twenty twenty is garbage. But I'm not going to cancel the Premier League, mate. We have a podcast to do. No, no, I'm not fully. Look, I'm just saying, I'm not canceling the Premier League, but I don't. I am against the Premier League right now. Okay, RMV Premier Everything League. Everything from the refs to VAR to how the game is being played as far as like these touch fouls that are go- calling for pens. It's not fair to defenders. It's bullshit. RMV Premier League. That's it. That's the name of the It's not because of Liverpool. It's every team. Every team has gotten fucked over by VAR. Every team has gotten fucked over by, by fucking people kamikazing other players. It happens. Yeah, and it's bullshit. All right, so yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll move on to the. You other know what? Manchester- Fuck Manchester City, because all this shit happened when oh they came God. into the league. <laughs> I think you're mad at Jeff. Also, do you want to just air your grievances to him? Yeah, fuck you, Jeff. What, what, so explain why you're cheering, upset. He was cheering Virgil Van Dyke's injury. Okay, you so do that. yeah, you and uh, Nick Hill not too happy about and his that. His excuse I saw. was Liverpool fans do that, but I would say that those Liverpool fans are complete morons too. So all right, so um, in the other matches, we'll just go to that. Sheffield United won Fulham one. Adamola Lookman scoring for Fulham. Billy Sharp equalizing on a pen late for Your boy uh, Sheffield. Mitrovic missed a pen. That's something to note in this one. Crystal Palace won. Brighton won. Zaha with a pen early. Alexis McAllister with a goal in the 90th minute. Did you know? You said that is he a Scottish guy, right? Yeah, That's like the name, McAllister. He's an Argentinian, a 21-year-old Argentinian. <laughs> what? Alexis McAllister. <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, "What? The, are you serious?" I looked up because I was looking up his name, 
and it was it said it had Argentina's flag by his name. So we're having a he's got to be half Adama Traore moment here because yeah. <laughs> this lad is named McAllister with a M A C. So oh, there's got to be an interesting story behind this. Another interesting story about that match. That coming into this week, Palace had the oldest starting 11 at 29 years and 89 days. And they played Brighton, who had the youngest starting 11 at 24 years, 326 days. Apparently, age is not a thing because they, they tied. Um, as I predicted exactly, West Brom nil, Burnley nil, nothing happened. I think we all kind of saw that coming. I listened back to our predictions, and we all laughed when that match came up. Was that the um, first nil-nil of the season? It was. I and heard the I commentator think, say that. Yeah, and I think it took 47 games, which is the longest time in quite a while. Well, it's tough when you know all these pens are given out. That's yeah, wild. Exactly. And another match that almost ended nil-nil. Leeds zero, their first time getting shut out. Wolves one. Raul with the goal. And this is the type of game I said on the last pod. I said this is for some reason this is the type of game Wolves win, where it seems like it's a very gritty game. Same thing with like Leicester. You know, it seems like it's a tough game, and you're like, you know what, this could very well be a draw. But I feel like. Wolves thrive in those games for some reason where it just like it seems like it's supposed to be a very close matchup. I just feel like that's when wolves are best. I don't know why. It's but true. Just they tend to play better against game. against quote unquote higher level competition. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. So it's a little sad at the bottom of the table there. I think what what is it? West Brom, Sheffield, and Fulham all have one point now. So at least no one has zero points. Sheffield's but. about to get relegated. They're ass, bro. <laughs> They're ass. <laughs> It's amazing that they got a goal this past weekend. They're frauds. Sheffield and Fulham. Unfortunately for Fulham, but they're dick too. Who's worse? So I agree. Who's worse? uh, Sheffield? No, Fulham. It's surely it's Fulham. And I mean, Scott Parker. Fulham ships too many goals. Would you can Scott Parker if they just continue this fucking effort? No, because I feel like he doesn't have the players. I think the players he has. Didn't they spend? No. No, they're not on defense. Their I mean, defense is atrocious. Man. But the, Tim Ream looks but terrible. Here's the thing. When you get promoted, you're looking at the other promoted teams. Why are they doing so much better than you? They didn't do that much better than the championship. Maybe Scott Parker's got it all wrong. Uh, well, you know what? They have time to improve. Remember, Villa got it right. So we'll can't see. be looking. Can't be binded by the man's good looks and his youth. I know, but you know, we'll, let's see. Let's see how he improves. I know we'll you're see. a sucker for for the uh, the storylines. No, I mean, I want to see. I want to give him a time, a little more time. Let's see how he adjusts. How about that? Oh, you know, we should have done favorite Halloween candies. Well, we can do that next, next episode week. because next week is. Uh, didn't we do candies once? No. Well, next not, week we is the 27th. That's closer to Halloween, so we'll do that later. Okay. Yeah, is trick or treating canceled. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah. So, well, we'll just go just go to the store and buy a lot of candy and eat it. Come on, man. Yeah, but, like, when you get the big fucking bags, it's like... Are you going to go trick-or-treating at your age right now? No, man, but, like, we got to care about everything. We got to care about Well, that's what I'm another. saying. I'm more sad not for you about getting how about, canceled. How about Johnny? Shout out. No, shout out. Yeah, shout out Johnny and Martha, <laughs> mate. That's what I'm saying. You well, don't need Martha to worry too about... too young to go trick-or-treating? No. You don't need to worry about Halloween. Yeah, they but do. man, I care about the youth in this country. Well, that's what I'm saying. The youth. You're sitting out here like, man, I don't know about though. I got those big bags of candy, bro. You're not gonna get big bags of candy. Just go to goddamn Mariano's and get the mixed variety pack. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like, if you were to quote unquote get a candy, like a big bag of candy, it's like okay, it's just two candies. It's like Tootsie Roll. It's usually one shit candy mixed with one good one. Okay. You know, it's like Tootsie Rolls mixed with Kit Kats. Sure. So you want the assortment. Want, they have I assortment packs. They have like four. 
I guess so. You know, the Twix Snickers variety, Hershey variety. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like we need to send something to... Like, I'm just glad Dots a, have gotten canceled. Right as now. a collective peoples, we need to send something that has our favorite candies in one bundle. That's all I got to say. All right. Which are heavily Reese's and um, yeah. Kit Kat, I'd assume, right? Yeah, and some peanut M&M's. I haven't had those in a minute. But I'm not a fan of the mini bags. It's like you have three and you're just like, I want well, more. Get it's a like mini a bag then. Get a big bag, lad. It's like you're getting blue balled candy version. Get a big bag. I might fuck around and get that. Also, the right. pretzel chocolate M&M's are also very good. It's true. Tis, there the, you go. tis the season. I guess that's what we're doing this week while we watch the sports. Wait, do you like the peanut butter M&M's or the peanut M&M's? Peanut. Oh, peanut. the actual peanut Yes, peanut. I like the peanut butter ones. Peanut butter is good, too. I'm not going to complain. So let's get to scores because we're talking a lot about candy, which next week we can because it's Halloween. We'll actually maybe bring some on the show. Uh, week five scores. <laughs> they'll see the candy. <laughs> well, they can taste it over the airwaves. So it was a bit of a rough week. It was maybe one of the worst weeks I've ever seen from us. I led the way with 14. If 14 is your high, that's no good. Then it was Nikhil with 13. Then Brian had 11. Arine had 10. Jeff had 8. And Steve had 7. So these two lads can uh, argue about it. Oh, wow. It a if I'm bit. looking at something correctly, this yeah. is bananas. Yeah. So let me tell you what wildness these scores have brought. We're five weeks in, and we have a three way tie for first place. Literally, with the same amount of points over five weeks, are uh, us two and Brian. The former caboose is now in first place. There's a three way tie at 14.8. Then. We have a close race for uh, fourth, I guess is what it is. Nikhil's in fourth at 13.5. Steve's right behind him with 13.25. And the Canadian caboose, uh, Jeff at 12.2. Jeff, you need to step it up, mate. You need to get out of there because Steve can make fun of you all he wants with you being the caboose. Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. So let's go to our predictions. Here are the week six predictions. Make sure you get yours in as well. Uh, the first match is Friday. Again, get your predictions in before that match. I will... Or will our intern will send some uh, reminders to you guys. Aston Villa host Leeds. We talked about how this could be a good one, but I'm with you. I think Aston Villa should win this one. I got him winning 2-1, and I got Ollie Watkins, my boy. Yeah, I got 2-1 as well, Ollie Watkins. All right. West Ham hosting Manchester City. I think David Moyes is going to be there, and I don't think West Ham is going to be able to score three back on, on City. I think I got West Ham 1, City 3, and he's back, so I'm going to take Sergio Aguero. I'll go City 2. Um, West Ham won, and I'll go. Who takes their pens? Oh, it's it's Aguero if he plays, right? I don't yeah. want to say Aguero because he might not play. I think he will. He played against Arsenal. Can we do the if? No, 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 no. What the fuck? You can't just do this provisional bullshit here, man. You got to pick one. I go with uh, Raheem Sterling. Okay, Fulham hosts Crystal Palace. I think Fulham will continue their futility. I got Fulham nil, Palace two, and I'm going with Jordan Ayew. I like Palace two. 2-0 as well, and I'll go with Zaha. All right. The big match of the week, Man United and Chelsea. I think it's going to be a draw. I got Man United 2, Chelsea 2, and it's inevitable that Bruno's going to get a penalty, so I'm picking him to score. <laughs> you know, it's tough to pick this game because you don't know the lineup that United's going to go with. Right. You don't know if Pogba or Van de Beek are going to start. So um, don't pick him to score, mate. This is tough, man. But... I think this is a game that Chelsea can learn from, so I'm going to go United 2, Chelsea 1, and yeah, I'll go I'll go with uh, Marcus Rashford. All right. Liverpool hosting Sheffield. I got Liverpool 3, Sheffield, I think maybe we'll get 1, off because the, the defense is still figuring it out. Salah is my goal scorer. I like 2-0 Salah. 
Okay. Southampton hosts Everton. Is this the week that Everton loses? I think not. I got Southampton 1, Everton 2, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You got to keep going with the guy that's scoring. I got Everton 3, Southampton 0. Okay. Um, and I'll go... At Southampton. Yeah. Okay. And I'll go with the hot, hot foot, if you will, at the moment, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. All right. Wolves hosting Newcastle. Gosh, I really this this is one of those games that we just talked about how the the lower teams can can get it, but I think Newcastle's just good enough to not be a low team. So I got Wolves two, Newcastle one. Raúl, go Wolves two, Newcastle nil. Raúl. All right, Arsenal hosting Leicester. Jamie Vardy's questionable. Last time I heard, he's usually the one that kills Arsenal. I feel like this Leicester team, minus that one game against City, has lacked a little bite, especially lately, mm. and that worries me for them. So I. I and I'm hoping Arsenal can break out. So this is more hopeful than it's realistic. Arsenal 3, Leicester 1, Aubameyang. Um, to finally have, get off the schneid. I have Arsenal 2, Leicester 1. Um, assuming Vardy doesn't play. Assuming this is the same the same Leicester team that played this past weekend. I uh, like Arsenal 2-1 and Aubameyang. All right, we got Brighton and West Brom on Monday. That's the Monday noon game for us. So I don't know how many people will be watching that one. I got Brighton 2, West Brom 0, Neil Mape. Uh, I'll take Brighton 1. 1-0. Just a 1-0 win. And I have a lot of nils going on, but Mape. All right. And finally, last game of the week, Burnley hosts Tottenham. I think, Like I said, I've seen a lot of good things out of Tottenham, and Burnley kind of stinks so far this season. A lot. They stink a lot. So I got Burnley 1, Tottenham 3, Harry Kane. I'll take a 2-0 Tottenham, and I'll take Harry Kane as well. All right. So, guys, remember to make your predictions, and where can they make those at, Arine? At the footy corner, too. All right. Yeah, you guys know where to find us. You haven't had any trouble. Before we jump into the comments, I want to get into the draft table results so far. Remember when we had the first draft by the panel? Yeah. Uh, I have the table for us here. Brian leads the way with 36 points and a plus 17 goal difference. You're one point behind him at 35 with plus 15. Then it's me with 28 points at minus 6. Steve has 19 points with minus eight, and Jeff coming back there a little bit with 17. Your team points, must have had a really rough. Minus your 18. team must have had a really rough week because you were right next to me and Brian last time. I yeah, I, yeah. Well, two weeks, two times ago. Yeah, now it's getting a little. It's getting a little rough. Leicester and Newcastle have been a little. And bad Everton for me. won. West Ham got a draw for me. I'm trying to think of the other team. I fucking got Chelsea. Chelsea won. Yeah. They no, they drew. drew. There was a lot of draws this week. I'll they say that. Drew a lot of draws. Okay. All right, um, so let's go to comments. Uh, some guys did respond to your Netflix suggestions. Were you able to see those? Yes, I did, and I will so, be watching them. So there's uh, I have Palm Hulu Springs too. on Hulu that Brian has suggested. Have you seen what that's about yet? Not yet, but I might check it out tonight or tomorrow. All right, and then a Steve Actually, not tomorrow, Song Exploder. Song Exploder on Netflix. Too. That's a that's a, uh, not a movie. That's a series. Um, Brian, again... Talked about uh, when you mentioned that I'm a big Kurt guy. I yeah. think I was talking about Kurt yeah, you're Zuma. you're a big Kurt guy. So Arian called me a big Kurt guy referring to Zuma. I think Arian was mistaken. Afshin is a big Hurt guy like me. Huge fan of Frank Thomas. What are your thoughts? Well, I am as well. I'm a White Sox fan. So I'm wearing a White Sox hat as we speak. That's true. The black on black. Yeah. Uh, he says, got to chime in and say Chili's is fire. I love their skill at yes. peso. We had it this past weekend. I got the queso burger and it was so damn good. There you fucking go. So, Chili's is the most underrated thing in this country. Yeah. That's, God bless well, Chili's. There are a lot of underrated grill. things, but I agree that it's one of the best things. They don't have a weak point in their game. Mate, should we go to Chili's this weekend? Are we allowed inside anymore, though? COVID spiking. No, I don't know about that. There's outdoor seating, isn't it? Oh, well, it's cold. 
Yeah, I don't know. So we really don't know Maybe what's going on. Maybe we have to go to the suburbs for that. Actually, there are no chilies <laughs> in the city, so that's our only option. All right. Well, Jeff seemed a little upset that we did not. Um, he said, how about I get a happy Thanksgiving as today is the real Thanksgiving, as Americans literally have nothing to be thankful of. Steve then said, don't you have any friends? You're so needy. Jeff said, too many. I hate half of them. Where Steve thought he said eight. said, well, I knew you needed a diet. I just didn't know why. Um, so shall we wish uh, Jeff a belated uh, happy Thanksgiving? Or is it fraud? It's not a real Thanksgiving, dude. So, so Jeff, Canadian Thanksgiving? That's real? Tell us why the I Americans thing, have nothing like, to be thankful for. What is the, Jeff, tell us the difference between Canadian Thanksgiving and what Americans have. Without America, there's no Canada, right? Wait, why do you say that? I don't know. Just... Well, <laughs> well that's bananas. Bro, all their sports teams play in American leagues. Okay. All of their cities are within like 10 miles of American cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest are just a bunch of Eskimos. <laughs> there, have you ever heard of a Canadian dish? I mean, Jeff had a lot of them on the sandwiches last week. Yeah, po- but... Po- or, no, poutine. Right. Poutine's from Cincinnati, bro. No, it's not. It's from Cincinnati. It's Canadian. It's from Cincinnati. And then, oh yeah, the the number one, the little fillet. Where the- is Poutine from? Oh no. Vladimir Putin was born in VF's Maternity <laughs> Hospital. Number well, six. Poutine is communist, so fuck him. Mate, that's Putin, not Poutine. But no, you missed my my last case. So, yeah. Remember his number one sandwich. Uh huh. The, where, what was the name of the restaurant? California something. I mean, there there you go. Your best food comes from a place from a state in, in the United States of America. Poutine is a dish of French fries and cheese curds topped with brown gravy. It emerged in Quebec in the late 1950s. So it's not even Canadian. It's French. Oh, my God. There you go. Do we want to talk about how much they mistreated um, French Canadians for so long? They were almost they were considered second secondary citizens for Same so long. Same way we mistreated the Native Americans here. Dude, that... This was so much more recent than that. Okay. <laughs> it's recency bias. It does. Well, okay, there's a difference. We took over the Native Americans' land, which is just powerhousing them. Okay. That's powerhousing a, them? That's a GG Nori. Oh, my you God. You come here and you start your dominance. Uh-huh. They were like, look, we acknowledge you as part of us, but, you know, we're going to give you secondary education and treat you like shit. All right. So much for Canadian niceness, huh? So sorry, Jeff Paris. I guess we will not be wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll you give will. you a belated. I'll give you a belated. I'll throw well, it because up. we have Canadian family, I'll say Happy Thanksgiving, Canada. There you go. So Happy Belated Thanksgiving, <laughs> Canada. Ass or titties? Sixty percent went with ass. Oh, 40% wow. Forty percent said titties. I feel like that's a com. Wow. So okay. it was a. It's a tough. It was. A, it's a tough. What would poll. you vote for? We didn't have too many. Uh it was tough for me because I switch. I variate. <laughs> like it depends what you're looking at maybe but also like no even like week by week just maybe one day i like ask more the other day i'm feeling like them titties say, who knows say, okay you know I, I don't know how about you you're you're very much a titties guy i know that <laughs> well because i feel like a lot of uh, any girl can grow a good pair of, uh, can grow a good ass i mean you can get surgery for tits but you can never just naturally grow tits like you know work on it you know right. what i mean it's genetics okay as far as ass, you could, I mean, you could, any girl can get a nice ass. So wouldn't you be better? So well, be- get yourself a girl with nice tits, or me, I'm going to get myself a girl with nice tits, and then um, she can build her ass, and then you get both. Fair enough, I guess. I, I mean, mean if, that's, you're, if, if you're, that's, you're, what, your that's what I'm saying. 
That's not my goal. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, going on, Nikhil, Project Big Picture, he did share with us that Project Big Picture is dead, if no one heard. It actually died the day after we spoke about it. Oh. Uh, literally that morning, it was useless. All 20 Premier League clubs... You said the un- morning after? Yeah, oh. like when it was posted. Unanimously agreed that Project Big Picture will not be endorsed or pursued by the Premier League or the FA. There's a lot more I think in that we statement. highlighted a lot of the reasons why, probably. It- yeah, so... There was that. Um, they listened to the pod. Yeah. Jeff is a little mad right now. You might ask, what is he mad about? <laughs> Angelino scoring two goals? Maybe. Angelino, former Man City, friend of Your the pod. Boy, friend of the pod, Angelino. Yeah. He, uh, he was back, but not scoring for City. No, it wasn't that. He's upset that the uh, Major League Soccer has notified, been notified by the Independent Supporters Council of their decision not to award a Supporters Shield this season. For those that don't know, the Supporters Shield is given to the MLS side that has the highest point total. Generally, in the Premier League, you give that to the champion. But in MLS, we have playoffs, right? So the best side has the Supporters Shield. Jeff says, this is some bullshit right here. They knew we were going to win it. Hashtag TFC Live. Do you care that they're not giving the Supporters Shield this year? No, I think it's fraud. Why is it fraud? Because in the Premier League, we know that team is the champion. So why is the Supporters' Shield a fraud in your book? Because it's stupid. No one cares about it, and it's fraud. <laughs> but but my point is, it's the same thing as winning the Premier League. You win the MLS. No, not. You don't think the champion should be oh, the winner of MLS? Oh, Supporters' Shield. I don't. It's MLS stuff. This is your this is your topic. Do you feel it? Man, I just asked you about it. Is this your? Do you Um, like it? I think they're doing it because the schedules are unbalanced. But I'll be honest with you, they're unbalanced every year. MLS hasn't figured it out yet. They they're they're stupid. I'm not a fan of the of that of that supporter shield because it's like, hey, like we won the regular season. It's like, all right, yeah, cool. So that's like that means you're the champions. It's like, no, we didn't win the champions. It's like, okay, well, fuck, that means nothing. Like that's a consolation prize. It seems like almost. Should MLS get rid of playoffs? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep the fucking supporter shield, then yeah. But, I mean, that supporter shield has no weight to it. If I mean, it just means you got in the playoffs, essentially, right? I, I agree. I don't think teams are going to run around sell it. Like, they don't have a parade because they won the supporter exactly. shield. <laughs> exactly, because you got more business to get to. Exactly. And, so. and more important business at that. Uh, so, a funny uh, tweet from Steve uh, he said, classic when this was posted, Whitney Houston be like, and, and it's a picture of all these Tottenham players next to each other that says, that says, I, have you heard Whitney Houston? Before? Oh, yeah. And, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> from this part. So that was pretty funny. Uh, we'll, we'll have our uh, intern uh, <laughs> send that one out again so you could, so people can see that. He does have a question for us, though. If the European Super League does come to fruition, which I, I don't think it will, but maybe if it does in a, many years down the line. Are you still going to support your team in the same way? That's his question. Do you want me to answer it first then? Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Arsenal are my team. And whatever competition they play in, that's who I support. Uh, yeah. You know, if that's what if it ends up being a Super League and they probably are going to be one of the shittiest teams in it, I will still support them even if they stink. Because I've proven I do when they finish eighth. I don't think what competition my team is will stop me from supporting them in any situation. So that's my answer. I agree with that. I'm the same way. So as much as you may be against something, you may be against a team that is run by Saudis and Sheiks, but the second they come to you, 
you're gonna you're not gonna give a shit because your team's gonna be amazing. Yeah. That same way that no matter like let's say I'm like oh fuck the Super League it's garbage, but all of a sudden if Arsenal's in it and I get to watch them play Barcelona and Juventus every week, yeah, they fucked around with the tradition of England and the English system, but I'm still gonna stand by my team right. no matter what. I'm so, the same way. So, but I think it's a good question because some people don't feel that way. So I want to know what do you guys think? Um, we'll have our intern retweet that. Let us know how you feel. If there was a European Super League and your team was in it, would you support your team still? Um, Steve was on a trio uh, of a mission today. Uh, he did tweet out about the Champions League, the leading Billy Dong. Uh, Ethan Horvath is playing goalie for Club Bruges. Uh, there was an own goal earlier in the game. He came back to make two crucial saves, and they won. He was he, crying at the end of the game, too. Was he? Oh, I didn't see that. He yeah. said, good to see U.S. men's national team uh, players showing out and being clearly loved by the squad. Yeah. So is that another? Is the so you know who's the starting goalie for that team? Simo Mignolet. Oh wow! So Horvath got to play instead. Yeah, he got the he got the nod. I don't know why. Maybe uh, Mignolet is injured, or maybe it just starts over him. But yeah, I think that's huge. That's a good. He he should be our starting goalie over Stefan. Yes, the backup for City right now. Well, yeah, because this guy's playing and winning in Champions League games. But you said he's the backup for Mignolet. Well, he's actually playing though. I haven't heard of Stefan playing at all for City. Well, he he played. He actually played in their Capital One Cup game. <laughs> I mean, there's a difference in Capital One Cup and Champions League. Well, I guess we'll find out if he plays Plus, tomorrow. Plus, if you, you watch won't. those highlights, you could see the saves that he made. Yeah, no, bro. he made. I agree. I agree. It's just an interesting topic. Um, okay, so I will say this: I think that the team or people that have, before we move on to the uh, last part of our comments, the team or people that have. Maybe, uh, what is this? Why am I losing my train of thought of words here? That's won the most. I'll just put it like this. is the U.S. men's national team. They haven't played a damn match, and I think their profile has gone up so much because all these players are doing well. Just wait till they play again and play shit awful and we get mad at them again. You know, I think they're the team that throughout all this not playing has helped them the most. Is that, that's what I was trying to say. Did that make sense? Yeah. So, do you but think they'll be good? I think they'll be good. I think more of their players have gotten more European experience. I'm totally against players staying in MLS. and um, Look, I think it's cool to support your local league, but if you really want your country to do well, they got to go out there and, and train in a culture that's surrounded by just soccer and just great players and coaches and like players that have been there, done that. And you see players that have come up in the youth systems – um, that are American in, in Europe and the European youth systems seem to be our best players. And and MLS Ex- um, yeah. actually just had their big sale of Aronson uh, from Philadelphia, the biggest sale that they've had that's now gone out to, I believe, Red Bull Salzburg. So big sale there. Maybe yeah. he'll be able to make waves in the future too. So obviously people getting excited about that. Uh, so how we handled the sandwich uh, draft that we did. We said, well, we can't make a poll that has six people. So we did a randomizer and we had matchups. Ah, shit. And uh, basically what we did is we broke things down into three matchups. So the randomizer worked its magic and somehow it put Jeff against Steve, bitter rivals. Steve wins by getting 78% of the vote over Jeff's 22. Steve's lineup was a Philly cheesesteak, Cuban club sandwich, and a Reuben. Jeff had the Toronto veal sandwich, pork roast, ham, and hot mustard. And maple syrup and the Montreal smoked meat. So Steve wins that one 78 to 22. I barely beat Arine 56 to 44%. I had the Italian beef, corned beef, and pastrami, banh mi, and turkey Swiss winning 
barely over the Blue Demon, which is buffalo chicken, the BA breakfast sandwich is a bacon, egg, cheese, and hash brown, PB and banana, Nutella, and fluff. So the two of us advance to the final, and we'll meet also there Nikhil, who's a 70 to 30% winner over Brian. Nikhil's meatball sub, chicken shawarma, BLT, and lobster roll, victorious over Brian's grilled cheese, French dip, PB and honey, and Oreo. So that the poll will be up. It will be posted. Uh, Nikhil did have a banh mi for dinner the night after. So top top lad, uh, Nikhil. Uh, so Nikhil, myself, and Steve will be battling for the championship this week. Keep your eyes peeled for that. There will be So it will be a bonus. There will be two Mount Rushmore's this week. So there's that. And then the one that we have coming up. Um, there was a little sandwich talk on the side. It got a little wild out here. Um, so much so that... Jeff, oh, that was for a different conversation. That yeah. Jeff had put balls on Steve's face. Uh, that was a bit wild. Um, there was a bit of sandwich talk, though. Let me go back to it. Sorry, I've lost the plot here very briefly. Brian said, if I wasn't a pacifist that's never been in a fist fight in his life, I would have drafted a knuckle sandwich with my last pick. Nikhil then told him, should have gone with an ice cream sandwich, mate. That was a good shout. Ice cream sandwich. No one had that. Oreo is not serving you well. Which Brian said, I thought of ice cream sandwich and a s'more after the Zoom call. S'more would have been nice. Then Jeff did post a picture of the veal and dried eggplant sandwich. What are your thoughts on that? How do you think about that picture? You think it looks good? I, you know, I don't, I've never had veal. So I can't. I don't really know if it's going to be good. I'm not a big eggplant guy, but... That looks pretty good, though, doesn't it? I think the picture looks yeah. good. Then he said, uh, uh, bacon sandwich, Toronto classic, the best. You see that... That picture's not very flattering. So, but then Steve said, it's just meat on bread. You sure you're not German? Um, and so they, you know, this actually made Steve a little more mad about the Cuban argument. You know, so. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, if, you know, you make fun of my hand sandwich. can't Cuban. Cuban's a really good sandwich, I feel like. So, yeah. So these guys, everyone went back and forth on the sandwich things. I'm glad that such a Mount Rushmore can cause such chaos. I'm not a big eggplant guy. That's why I'm kind of anti that that veal. I don't. What is veal? Um, duck? No, 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 no. Why am I having a fart? It's a it's a baby baby cow cow. Yeah. What's the difference between a baby cow and an adult cow? I think as I believe the meat's more tender. If I'm not mistaken, so I think it's, it's more gamey. It's a, it's a I think it's a more. Oh my god! It's a more gamey meat. I'll say that. I'm At least in my opinion, gaming? it's like um, you have to look it up, mate. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That's a wild. You don't know what gamey what is, is. Is that even a thing? Yeah. What do you mean? Is that gamey? Yeah. That's wild, mate. I've been on this earth for twenty five years and never gamey. Do a search for gamey right now. Go do a search. Go while I pull up the next bit here. Uh, we voted on player of the week a long time ago. Long time ago. Uh, the player of the week from week four. Strong, fl- strong flavor. Uh-huh. Smell. Yeah. Especially when it's slightly tainted. Yes. So, Jack Grealish won player of the week from week four, from way back when, just before the international break with 56% of the vote. Ollie Watkins had 41 Boy. in his hat trick. Ben Chilwell, four. James Rodriguez, 0% went with James Rodriguez. Uh, so, we'll put something up for player of the week this week. Uh, in addition to player of How the week. How do you feel about this? If Diego Costa went to Tottenham, <laughs> he might go there for free in January. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not happy. Why? They have enough. 
It's a thing. Why would they want? Because his, his contract's up at the end of the well, season. I would hate him even more. Why do they need a striker? So what do they need a striker for? for? What's he going to do? Be back up to Harry Kane? <laughs> Get the hell out well, of here. Well, they could play him together. No, I'm done. I'm the done. Raul. Uh, nope. No. Not happening. I'll be so mad. All right. Uh, let's go back to the he previous shit, no. Mount Rushmore. Dude, so we'll do a, whatever. We'll do a Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of Juice. You won that one, 73 to 27. You had orange, cranberry, cherry, and apple. You beat me with my cranapple, pineapple, pomegranate, mango. I think I was a bit tropical there. Uh, well, mate, we're all tropical. It's it's fruit. Steve said, nobody picked purple. I want that purple stuff. We mentioned it. Honorary mention. Though. That's true. Honorary mention. No one, yeah, no one picked it, though. Uh, so... With that said, you get to go. You get to decide what happens this week. This week's Mount Rushmore. This is a good one. Is the Mount Rushmore of terrible people? Literally the worst people in the history of the world. In the history. Yeah, you could pick it in the history. I tried to keep it to like people I've heard of. Yeah. Because I thought it'd get a little wild if we, you know. Yeah. Um. So. I'll it's take up the to you. One you want pick. the number one pick? I yeah, think we I all know who the number one pick is. <laughs> Did he number, get a pineapple shoved up his ass in the he movie? He did. He did. <laughs> number one spot goes to Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have to say much about that. Yeah, he's a pretty terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with you saying that... Uh, mm, this could have been a draft with a guest, to be I honest. Know. This is a good one. I've got a lot of good ones, but for one, I'm going to go with Osama bin Laden, okay, yeah, who was like, in charge who's, of... Daughter and cousin are big Trumpies, by the way. Yeah. And unfortunately, he was an Arsenal fan. But or niece. He, he, um, yeah, he was responsible. <laughs> he was a big Arsenal fan. Too. He was responsible for one of the biggest uh, mass you know, killings in U.S. history. Uh, How do you then, feel about that? When you were cheering for Arsenal, Osama was in a cave watching Mason Odsell and being like, come on, Gunners. Like, how do you Actually, feel? I think he was dead before that. He never saw Mason Odsell. Didn't he die in 11? Oh, shit. Yeah, he never so saw Missy he, he lived the glory years of uh, Thierry Henry. Well, I, you know, I don't really have a care feel because I feel like every <laughs> team has a guy that sucks as a, as a guy that cheers for them. Okay. Pretty sure Adolf Hitler probably rooted for Bayern Munich at some point <laughs> in his life. <laughs> so, you know, he was from Austria. So, whatever. I'm going to go after that. I'm going to go with Saddam Hussein is my second pick. Oh, okay. The reason I'm picking him is because... Personal reasons, too. I'm yeah, very personal. He fought all his neighbors, one of those being Iran. And, you know, uh, he was actually backed by the U.S. when he fought Iran. I don't know if you know about that. Mm. Um, but, no, he ended up fighting his own neighbors, and then when he saw that he can't do that, he gassed his own people. He's a terrible human being. Yeah. And um, he's another guy that died recently. You know, him and Osama around the same time. It was kind of a glorious time back then. Okay. So I've got Bin Laden and Saddam Hussein as my first two picks. So you're now you're up terrorist. for two. A lot of terrorist guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Joseph Stalin. Okay, yep. That's on I my mean, list. I read up on this guy, and from birth, this dude, as a young kid, was a robber, criminal... I mean, so this guy just grew up a scumbag and just lived on. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Stalin as my number two pick. Okay. Three pick is uh, Coney, Joseph Coney. Remember this guy? Yeah. Coney 20-whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's not cool what he was doing in Africa. What was he doing? Can you explain to the people? The blood diamonds. Right. And, you know, taking children and making them into soldiers. Um and the guy that led the hunt for him apparently like ended up being a nonce. He was like jacking off in public and oh got arrested. God. So I, we never caught Coney. Yeah. So Coney is my third. Okay. Pick. 
I'm going to go with, um, I got two here, right? Yeah. I have so many, so many notable mentions. Mm-hmm. I do too. But let me go with Libya's leader, former leader, I guess. He's dead. Okay. Died around the same time as Osama bin Laden. Muammar al-Gaddafi. Do you remember Gaddafi? I remember Gaddafi, yeah. Gaddafi was, I mean, bananas. Out of line. Here's some stories I have about him. He actually once gave his soldiers Viagra to rape and kill women in Libya. So this man, you know, aside from the other stuff he did, under the radar stuff that no one talks about, awful human being. Gaddafi is a top class loser. And I feel like for my last one, I've gone along the lines of a lot of like these Middle Eastern, like Muslim people. (laughs) I feel kind of bad about that because that's what I am. (laughs) So for the last pick, I'm going to pick someone that... um, I think is near and dear to you. Uh, I don't think many people know about this guy, actually. I'm going to go with Judas Iscariot. <laughs> Judas <laughs> is the reason we have that name. Judas stabbed God for 30 pieces of silver. So I'm going to go with Judas. Wow. <laughs> I figured you'd like that pick. <laughs> I call people Judas. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that pick. <laughs> That's my last pick. Wow. Who are you going with? My last pick is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why? Why is that? He's just a fucking scumbag. He plays for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers as my fourth pick. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I had Genghis Khan. Yeah, he was, he was absolute a dickhead. dickhead. Um, I had Jeff Paris and Raheem Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my men- uh, honorable mentions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I went uh, with uh, Neil Mape. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I had my honorable mentions. Some people may not have heard of these guys, but, um, well, one, you probably have Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. This guy killed 17 men and boys, raped, dismembered, and was part of necrophilia, so you, like, yeah. fucked them when they were yeah. dead. Yeah, that's wild. So that's pretty bananas. And the other one, I don't think many have heard. I, I listened to a podcast called uh, Case File. You remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. And they talk about stories, and I'll never forget, there was a three-parter on this guy, uh, Jim Jones. I don't know if you've ever heard of Jim Jones. Yeah, a gang He's, leader, right? He was the head of... Well, I, not Gangster a gang. Disciples? Not a gang, but... Um, GDs. Uh, no, no, no. It was the People's Temple. He was in charge of like a cult. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah. yeah. This is the Kool-Aid guy? Uh, maybe. No, well, they, they gave a bunch of people cyanide. So he was the leader of a cult and he convinced 900 people to kill themselves in a mass suicide. In Guyana. He had moved his temple to Guyana after they got kicked out of California. Like, mm-hmm. the country was like, dude, you're fucking killing people. Yeah. And so he, there was one giant mass suicide that yeah. 900 people died. It was actually the largest amount of people that have died in one spot at a time until 9-11. And Jim Jones was the reason for that. So I I, re- I was going to pick him last, but I went with Judas because I thought you'd like the Judas pick. I've last. heard of Jim Jones, yeah. And if you haven't, uh, you know, check out Case File. There's one on Jim Jones. That's a very. I'm sure there are a lot of documentaries story. about Jim Jones. Yeah, I've heard that name. I'll probably watch something after this about it. That's yeah, it's it's insane how one person can manipulate, and, and that's what a lot of these people were. How they can Ted manipulate. Bundy's, Ted Bundy's up there. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, let's see here. Um, there's a couple of other guys I'm trying to think of. It's amazing how these people can manipulate so many people. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So with that said, let us know your, what is it? What are we calling this? Mount Whatmore? Mount what? Dickmore. Mount Dickmore. Okay. So the, the dickiest dick. people, the most awful people you've ever heard of. Now with that said, let's go to the results of the last non-salute, which was a long time ago. 
The winner was Harry Maguire at 43%. I can't even remember what he did at this point. I think it's because he just stunk, like, really bad. <laughs> and then there was uh, Eric Lamella tied with Chilwell, Sancho, and Abraham at, 30, at 26%, and Anthony Martial only at 5% for getting his red card. More people were upset with Lamella, it looks like, who got 26% in that exchange. But Harry Maguire is our defending <laughs> nonce of the week, which brings us to this week's potential nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And uh, we have some candidates because of last week not having any. Yeah. So uh, one that was shared with us, this one came from Brian. Uh, And in this one, uh uh-oh, did it go away? Well, I've just pulled off a a Michael Lewis. Nope, it's here. So some lad named... Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Some lad named Samet. i got to blow my nose. I'll be right back. (laughs) Mate. Okay. Listening. I've heard this. So German goalkeeper Samet has been banned for eight years in a German league after attacking a referee. So, again, he's a goalkeeper in one of Germany's lower leagues. He's been banned by the local football association for eight years after – I think they can hear you blowing your nose – after attacking a referee. The goalkeeper named Samet, due to legal reasons in Germany, it's not possible to give his full name, also faces criminal charges following the attack. He jumped on the referee from behind – during a match between SV Opum and CSV Marathon 2 in September after the hosts were awarded a controversial 80th-minute equalizer. The visitors believed the goal had been scored from an offside position, and the resulting row with the referee led to a red card for one CSV player. As the game was about to continue, the goalkeeper stormed out of his box and attacked the referee from behind. So there is Samet, uh, absolutely unreal. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that this is happening. Attacking the ref from behind, that's a pretty shitty move happens all right we also have david coot who was the var official of the liverpool everton match i feel like he had a couple decisions that maybe went wrong so did the premier league that they've dropped him from refing and varring for the first time this season after forgetting he could review jordan pixford's horror lunge on virgil van dyke in the merseyside derby and he will be the fourth official as man city plays west ham this week and i've heard that he's actually going to be in the championship the next week. So he's getting completely sent So he's sent having down. One, more, one more go at the uh, Premier League and then... As a fourth official. So he's getting sent to a team with a fan base of a championship and then they're giving him the full on. Mate. <laughs> okay. Uh, no fans in the stands. Then we have <laughs> we have Greg Marshall, who if you have this heard of the name... Boy. He's a Wichita State head coach, so he's, he's been ahead of good You're teams. a big shocker guy. Yeah, well, I don't know about any more because he's been accused of punching a player and choking an assistant. Wichita State forward Shaq Morris told Stadium that he was punched twice by Greg Marshall during a 2015 practice. Marshall also allegedly choked assistant coach Kyle Lindstedt during the 2016-17 season. Three eyewitnesses told Stadium. This is another incident where like a coach Bob was Bob Knight, right? And and Bob Knight got fired. So Greg Marshall, hot seat. Well, he didn't get fired for this, did he? He eventually got ousted. Eventually. I feel eventually, like, I yeah. feel like these cases just kept building and building and building. It was something but that came I don't think back to fruition primary... from before, though. Wait, what, from Indiana he got booted because yeah, of that? Yeah. I thought he was for other reasons. I no, it was, he, a, it was the choking incident that came back up like 20 years later for some weird reason because it wasn't PC anymore. We became a soft society, mate. Uh, well, the shit that I heard him do was wild. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's it's a lot more common than than we think. Mm-hmm. 
I know in my football practices, our coach, I mean, he didn't do it to me, luckily, but I've seen him really get physical with, with certain people. Okay. Um, you but, got real quiet there. What was yeah, it? I don't know. But I, I'm sure this shit happens a lot more in college okay. than we think. What do you think? Yeah, of course. I think it does. But, uh, I mean, nowadays, if someone calls you out, you're toast. And Greg I mean, Marshall it, might be toast, mate. I guess so. All right. So let's move on to Brad Pascal. Pascal, Pascali, I don't know how you say his name, but he was of President Trump's former campaign manager. Yeah. And uh, he was armed and the police got to him and um, he broke down in tears while in police custody, admitting to an officer that his wife was not being intimate with him. So he was crying and saying, I just can't accept she isn't having sex with me. That's wild. Pascal sobbed to a female police officer. So I think he was trying to get some from her after his September 27th meltdown at his Fort Lauderdale home. So a former uh, Trump campaign manager in a hot seat, having issues. Do you blame this on Trump? Or do you think that this guy this is just is having... This is not a- on Trump. Okay. I mean, this just seems like a guy that's... Like, if you want to get laid that bad, dude, just pay for it. He's not the best looking guy. We're looking at him right now. He got arrested in his boxers. <laughs> no shirt. And he looks like he's got a pretty raggedy beard on. Jeff Perry's beard. Well, um, and his wife says that he beat her. So, yeah. But then backtracked. So I think he's kind of with a crazy lady a little bit, no? No, I mean, what? He's not crazy? Uh, he is too. They both are. Yeah. Two peas in a pot. Okay. Well, yeah. I, well, he's wild for that. I mean, so, if people like click on the article and you look at the picture of him, enough said. All right. So we got Samet. For attacking a ref behind and being... Well, we had people be nonsense for that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Samet has been banned for eight years. Uh, the best part was that catcher for the Blue Jays. Did I? Did we mention that? No. There was that catcher for oh. the Blue Jays that was it. I think we and did, then, yeah. And then later on, there was a he came up to bat, and they played Beat It at Atlanta for him. Just Beat It. Wait, you're kidding <laughs> me, right? Did you hear about that? I didn't know about that. No, I, th- yeah, this lad had jerked off, and he got caught for, like in spring training. This season, when the season restarted. We, no, that was on the pod. Yeah, we he, announced that on the pod, but right. I didn't know they, they played Beat It to him. Yeah, he came up to bat in Atlanta. And Atlanta Braves, the over whatever music they played, beat it when he came up to Did bat. Did he say anything? No, but that's fucking hilarious. That's wild. So, anyway, our choices are Samet, who attacked the ref from behind and is banned eight years. David Coote, who's the bar official from the Merseyside Derby, who is now being relegated, literally. Greg Marshall, Wichita State head coach for punching a player and choking his uh, assistant. And Brad Parscale. Sad that his wife won't have sex with him. Who's, who's your vote? Going with Brad Pascal. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of marriages, not a lot, I mean, I wouldn't know, but a lot of marriages probably end up in that role. And you know what? If you want physical sex that bad, there are other ways of getting it, I'm sure. You know? Yeah. Maybe he should have just divorced her and moved on if she wasn't. And it bothered him. <laughs> I mean, and it bothered him. I'm not, saying, relation, yeah. I'm not saying you need to be a sex pest and like divorce someone <laughs> that won't do it with you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that in his case, if that's what it was a big need for him and it's going to make him cry to the police, <laughs> then, then I think that he needs to then sort Look, that with I her. Think that, I think that's a fair point. I think they need, I think a separation is, um, is needed in this situation. So, so you're going press scale? I'm going Prescott on, on many reasons. The way he reacted, the way he's handling the situation, everything. It's just uh, shambolic. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with Samet because I think that's a funny name for a lad to have. And I think attacking a ref from behind is one of the most 
disgusting things you could do. That's true. Even though I, when things don't go my way, I'm like, fuck that ref, beat his ass. But not literally. That's that's a bad thing to see. Uh, I mean, you've almost attacked a couple refs in our time. Mate, that was speaking to them. And I didn't players. physically attack them. You look like you were ready to die to kill someone. That was wild. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what's funny? You're the nicest guy in person. And then, like, when you get on the field, like, <laughs> you turn into a fucking Goliath. Mate, we were... Uh, and it's the opposite with me. I'm all about shit you, but then on the field, like, I'm very peaceful and, like, you know, I'm like a... I calm things down, so we're quite opposite in that. Yeah, I almost fought aspect. a child, I think. You did fight a child. Almost, well, yeah. and then his dad came up to me and I told him he knows what he did. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that another day. Uh Honorable mentions, Bambo Diaby, Barnsley FC defender, has been banned two years for using an illegal substance. Maybe he's on the Saco pills. I think that's harsh. Okay. But he's done it many times, so. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many, but it's Bambo <laughs> oh, time. Okay. And he, you know that? You so know is this, that the new thing now? You know, yeah. You know that man when he's getting shot up, he's like, it's Bambo time. Like, that's <laughs> what I would say. If, I think from now on when I'm taking the Well, the reason enhancing. why we said Saco pills is because in the middle of the... 2013 season, Sako got banned for a right. couple games. I believe before the City game, too, because he used fat burners. There you go. So it's bumble time, man. <laughs> All right. So I just think the banned substance should be um, less things. I think it's so much stupid shit that, you know. But if it's like steroids or PEDs, then no. Did you have a guy... Did you have a guy that was climbing Trump Tower? Tell us about that guy. Yeah, yesterday there was a guy that was climbing the Trump Tower, mm-hmm. um, scaling it. And apparently there was a standoff for quite some time. The cops tried getting him down. Somehow it did. I forgot how. And then when, when a car was taking him somewhere, he was with officials, somehow this guy broke out. And apparently his last words were, I have one more mission to do. And just ran away and... I don't know if they got him again or if he's on the loose. But That's wild. We have no idea what this man's going to do. Yeah. So we don't know. Bananas. Um, but he was on a lot of my friend's Snapchats in the city because he was scaling the fucking <laughs> one of the biggest buildings in the city um, right above the river. Yeah. So, so crazy stuff happening. Uh, please remember. Good luck to that lad on whatever his mission. Oh, well, not good luck. I don't know what it is. What if he's but- the Joker? Remember the Joker? This reminds oh, me of the Joker coming out in his gown. Actually, another interesting fact. Um, the new Batman's being shot in Chicago yeah. right now, or it might have already been shot here. So that's cool. Yeah, it'll be neat to see the scenes when they come out eventually. Who knows when? Yeah. Borat, check out Borat coming out next I don't know, week. Friday? Next week. 20, 23rd. It's this Friday. Out. It's this Friday. Oh, no. Want to watch it? Yeah, we'll have to see Borat. Although, well, we'll have to remember we're doing the edibles thing and then watching it with us, you know. Okay. I might, so I might watch it before you guys then because I'm pretty keen on this movie. Damn it. All right. Yeah, I'll get in trouble if I watch it before. Oh, it's I, unfortunate. Yeah. I'll let you guys know. Unlucky. So are you still down for the other part of it then? The edibles and then watching it? Yeah, dude, I'm always down to get stoned right. now. So let's go to the fantasy corner real quick. Top scores this week. Harry Kane and Timo Werner had 16, so those that captained him won big. Rashford had 15. Son had 13. And get this, Max Kilman. Wolves defense, def, defender had 12. Never heard of him. Exactly. Neither had I until I just saw this stat. Top incoming, Son Kane, Calvert-Lewin, Grealish, Emmy Martinez. Outgoings, Van Dyke, De Bruyne, both from injury. Vardy also injury. Alexander-Arnold and Aubameyang, both kind of underperforming a bit. So I'm looking at the forwards and looking at who to get. 
Harry Kane is on absolute fire. I know he's expensive. I know he's $10.8 million. Get him for these three weeks. Watch his value rise. Sell him. Because after that, they play some really tough games. So they got three nice games, followed by three or four, like what we call four-level games, or the red zone, where they're playing top teams. I'm looking at Harry Kane. You know who else I'm looking at? I've said his name before. I'll say it again. Ollie Watkins. $6 million. The next 10 matches he has, only one of them is against a team that's rated four or higher, and that one team is Arsenal. It's one of the weaker teams out of the four or five teams. You could, you know, you'd have Liverpool, City, usually at United, at Chelsea. They're rated as the four or five teams. Nope, only one of their next 10 is against a very difficult team. So Ollie Watkins should go off, and he's relatively cheap. You can get him as your third striker for $6 million. Do you have any other strikers that they should look for? Um, no. All right, so no. we'll do we'll do midfielders next episode. Um, but that's pretty much it I know for the Rio fantasy. Brewster went to Sheffield, so if he starts there, I'd say go with him. I don't think he has. I don't think he's done anything. All right, he just he just came in. So I'm guessing. Okay. If he becomes their starter, because I know they need goals, and Brewster did that last year, so he'd be a good guy. All keep right. an eye out for. So we'll find out there. So keep an eye out there on the fantasy corner. Let's go to the final segment of the show today. Let us go to the gambling corner. And this week we only had two people participate. You know, ourselves, we didn't. I think well, we're kind of... I've had some... Yeah, well, well, that's what I'm saying. We had the panel, and then I think after we uploaded the episode and did a few things, it was, you know, we had Father Jay's business to attend yeah. to in our cousin's wedding. So there was a lot of things that we had to we fit in. Father Jay because he is a... He's uh, a pastor. No. Pastor. Yeah, he's a pastor. So... Uh, you know, the thing was, you know, when you have to go to a rehearsal dinner, you have to go to a wedding on a Thursday and Friday, you got to do the work at some point. And I was not, I still haven't slept your, much. Saturday was your birthday. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I still haven't slept too much since then. I might have to catch up a little bit this, uh, this week later in the week weekend. Um, I think I've reached the age where I'm just constantly tired. So it's like being tired for me is like being even more tired. So you know what I mean? welcome to the club, mate. Yeah, thank <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what it is all about. So this week we only need two people. Trevor mentioned... Hadn't seen anything about this. I don't, mate, Trevor, you got to listen to the show, lad. I don't think he listens. I think he just goes off the Twitter interaction. So I'm going to have a word with him. But I think he's like, well, what happened this week with it? Again, we had the panel. So, you know, we didn't do it on air. But we're back. We're doing it on air. Trevor had two bets. He went with the Manchester parlays, what I'll call it. Five to win 726. He hit it. Won 726 there. But then proceeded to lose five on a three-team parlay of Leicester winning which they did not. Over two and a half goals in Wolves' leads, did not. Tottenham, did not. So at least you lose all three of them, right? Yeah. You're going to go for a parlay. Lost five there. Overall for the week, Trevor's up 226. Steve just put one bet in. He said, I'm only going to bet on the one game I'm confident in. I'll put five bucks at minus 190 on Chelsea. And they did not win. So he loses five bucks for the week, which puts us at the total. So we have a standings. We have five people involved in this. I'm in first at plus 1059. Steve is in second at plus 869. Trevor's in third at minus 274. Brian is fourth at minus 10. And Arjun, you're in last at minus 1127. This week, how are you going to get back on track? What are some picks you're looking at? Um, so, you know what? I'm really... I, for sure, I'm betting on Everton against okay. Hampton at plus 138. Okay. Um... And How much? I, I was just thinking straight up ten bucks to win thirteen eighty because that's for me that's 
That's a given. That's okay. my lock of the century. There you go. You, hey, you only have to make one pick sometimes. Yeah, That's I, it. I was thinking of putting in Liverpool in that one. Because who are they playing? I think Sheffield. Bumfuck team, yeah. Sheffield. And they're going to want to prove people wrong, which is why I want to put Liverpool there too. Are you going to do it? I'm going to come back to you with those. This, this is how I know you're tired. I have noticed when you get tired, you start uh, you know, really quiet. You're getting tired right now, I can tell. Mate, my bad toilet's doing a madness. Yeah, I know. Did Ernesto I'm, fix your toilet yesterday? He did, and it's in good spirits. That's good. It was the part that I said. I'm it telling was, you. I, the only problem was at what ten o'clock. I wasn't going to. I forgot to tell him to change people. my air filter, though. Oh, I could. I that. got Just lost give in me the your sauce. tools. I'll do it afterwards. It's easy. Are you are you throwing Liverpool in there or not? I will, but I'll give you like the odds after this. Okay, so you're gonna add Liverpool to that at my, they're minus four twenty. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Can we so, bet on Champions League games or no? Uh, do that on your personal. Uh, <laughs> do that on your personal. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, this is the Premier League gambling corner. I'm going to make two bets. I also like Everton at plus 138, but I only put three bucks on them to win 414 just in case Southampton pulls some of that doofus shit again like they did this week. I'm putting seven bucks on a parlay. It's my patented City Liverpool parlay because those two teams, if you parlayed City? them last year, yeah. City's got a tough matchup this week. If you right? parlayed them last year, you hit City's minus two seventy five against West Ham. Liverpool's minus four twenty against May, Sheffield. West Ham's been fuego. No, no. Uh, that parlay is going to pay minus one forty eight. I'm going to put seven down to win four eighty nine. So seven to win four eighty nine on City Liverpool. That parlay never lets me down. That might be one I actually bet on. Everton at plus one three eight. I'm a little worried about some bogey shit. So three dollars to win four fourteen. So what is your updated odds? I don't even know if this is even worth putting it down, but might as well fuck it. So Everton's at a plus one thirty eight and yeah. Liverpool's at a minus four twenty. Right. So that's wagering ten bucks to win nineteen fifty one. That's a big boost. It was thirteen eighty at first. Six I extra didn't think bucks. Minus four twenty would add that much. While well, in a parlay situation. Well, all right. I like the Mercy side teams. Yeah, you've got the Mercy side parlay. I've got the City Liverpool parlay, but I also picked Everton. So I mean, we've picked the same teams, just different bets. Uh, all right. So wow, you're gonna win a lot of money and catch up. Okay. Hopefully. Any any other tips? Words of advice? Words of advice, man. We've hit that 140. We, that tends to be our sweet spot for the most part. We tend, you know, sometimes we'll go a little over, sometimes under. But without panels, that's the sweet spot right there. Yeah, shout out to anyone with allergies right now. I don't have them, but I know it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, man. I don't know. Let's grind these last couple months out, man. All right, let's do it. Enjoy yourself some Champions League. Oh, go ahead. Say what you guys No, no, no. I want you to say. Enjoy yourself some Champions League. Uh, probably the day you're listening to this, still on Wednesday. I'll enjoy myself some Arsenal. Europa League, unfortunately, I teach at the exact time they play. So, fuck my schedule. Are you going to um, get updates or are you going to watch the game? Uh, I, I mean, I'm the problem is when I teach remote, I take up all my screens. Yeah, uh, no, I know, but you're not gonna like not pay attention to it and watch it later. I mean, no, can't I can't. No. I have no recording yeah. device. So what I might do is I might set up a computer in like the far distance and just put it on on mute because I do have a third computer. Where are they playing? Uh, Rapid Vienna, Rapid Vienna. So we'll awesome. see what happens there. Um, you guys are playing tomorrow against Ajax. I might be able it's to check that Amsterdam out. It's in Amsterdam Arena or now yeah. Johan Cruyff's arena so i'm hoping to catch the end of that one i have meetings before so we'll see what happens so champions league europa league and then premier league friday make your picks before that let's give it and take it to god damn it unfortunately first place in la liga <laughs> unai emery aloha love you guys good evening alexa 
please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. 